All right, there is um, a notion out there that there is no right or wrong way to cook. Everyone's got their own little different spin, different little schlabap on it that makes it unique to them. Um, That is both untrue and it's presumptuous to think. There are things that can be adapted and they could be called the quote-unquote right thing to do. However, there are fundamentals of cooking, just like there are fundamentals of physics and chemistry and anatomy that are exactly that, fundamentals. So they're the foundation of the culinary cuisine, of the physics, of the physics cuisine. <laughs> For instance, let me give you an example. Physics, let's stick with that. Gravity, shit falls, right? Um, there's no right or wrong. There's shit just falls, Period. If it's a vacuum, it doesn't fall, but you're dead because you can't breathe. Fundamentals of cooking. All right, so when you're telling me that you're making a bechamel sauce, which is one of the five mother sauces of cooking, according to an old French dude named Escoffier, pretty much the god of cooking, he bridged the gap from eating to survive to eating because it's delicious. If you're making a bechamel and you're telling me that you're going to put garlic and cheese in it, then you got to reread the book or you need to just shut the fuck up or you need to rename your sauce into a Mornay because the bechamel is a mother sauce from which comes a variety of other sauces. If you add cheese to a bechamel sauce, it then becomes a Mornay. doesn't matter what kind of cheese. No, 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 no kind of cheese. So there is a right or wrong in that sense. Okay? Same thing that goes with marinara sauce. Or pomodoro sauce. Most people don't even know the difference between marinara sauce and pomodoro sauce. Was it the same thing? Dimitri, no, it's actually fucking not. Because if it were the same thing, it would be called the same thing. Dip a dip a dip a sauce. It's called pomodoro sauce and marinara sauce. Let me give you a little schooling on why. Marinara comes from the word marine, marine, I guess, in Italian. Pomodoro is tomato. In Russian, pomodoro. In Spanish, tomates. I don't understand why they didn't do the Italian thing, but pomodoro. When you make a sauce pomodoro, you use fresh tomatoes from your garden or from the supermarket. Or whatever you want to do, you use fresh tomatoes. You roast them in the oven till they're nice and tender. Or you cook them in the pot. However it is you want to do that. There is a right way. And there is a wrong way of doing it. But it doesn't matter. Because as long as you're eating tomato sauce, you're good. Just don't go out there telling people that this is the right way. If you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Now marinara sauce. Comes from the word marine. Which is the ocean or the sea. And it gets that name because when sailors would go out for long voyages, they couldn't take fresh produce with them because it would go bad. So they were forced to take canned tomatoes and make the same pomodoro sauce, quote unquote, out of canned tomatoes, making it a marinara. Because if you're out to sea, you're using cans. So please, before you go schooling people on the right or wrong way to do things, 
learn the fundamentals, or at least reference the fundamentals so you know what you're talking about and you don't sound like a complete douchebag if you run across someone that actually does know what they're talking about. I just remembered that reminds me that Pomodoro marinara thing. I had a dude call out prerequisitely. I don't even know if that's a term. He did a prerequisite call out, a pre-call out. He basically had been working doubles the whole week. He wasn't scheduled for such, but we asked him to because we were short-staffed. And he's a good guy. So he said, yeah, sure, I'll work. I mean, that's obviously going to get paid for it. He's overtime. He's getting time and a half. But he's, you know, he's busting it up. Now, this guy's one of those cooks that has the balls, you know, that calls out like um, comes in for his check type shit. He says, I like to work from uh, 11 to 10 or 12 to 11, whatever he said to me. But basically, he um, he wants to bypass setting up and breaking down a station, which, like I told you before, line cooks hate setting up their station if they don't have 16 hours to do it. So this guy just wants to come in, like the talent, have everything set up for him, knock it out, and then go home. He still gets his 50 hours a week. But then again, I'm not going to hire another person to set it up for him. So who's going to do it? Me? Get the fuck out of here. So anyway, long story short, this guy was working for uh, five days, doubles. And he's, you know, that'll take the wind out of anybody. But uh, I was like, listen, man. I'm going to need you to stay tonight. You can't, you can't leave early, man. I don't have anybody left. He's like, oh, I can't believe I have to freaking close. I got to break down the stupid station again. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, look, Eduardo, you have kind of like a golden thing anyway. You come in late and you leave early. You don't have to worry about this as it is. What the fuck is like, what are you talking about? Well, you know what, man? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm calling out for tomorrow. This was a Saturday, so he's calling out for a Sunday shift. I was like, well, how can you be calling out for tomorrow if you are clearly in front of me and you are perfectly healthy? Like, what are you going to what are you gonna do to him? How You can't even do that. You should have just not said anything and then just called out like regular people. He's like, well, I don't want to do that because it's going to put you out. You know, it's going to piss you off in the morning. So I'm just letting you know now that I'm going to call out tomorrow. I didn't say it at the time, but technically speaking, that was probably the best scenario you could do because you're supposed to call out three hours before your shift. This guy's calling out fucking 15 hours before his shift. I thought he was joking. So I didn't do anything. And that was my mistake because he was not joking. He did not come in. And I couldn't get mad at him. I mean, I could get mad at him, but I couldn't document him. I couldn't write him down because he technically said... Tomorrow, I can't come. I'm not coming. I'm calling out tomorrow for today. He had family emergencies, but regardless, he was so far on overtime anyway, I didn't want him to come in. But that was one of the things, uh, that was another one, a preemptive call out. That's good. attention to their job and then getting into their own discussions or arguments 
over whatever's going on. And then when you remind them that they're at work and they have to fulfill their work tasks, as well as argue about why T.O. is better than Lil Wayne as a lyricist, they get mad at you. They almost look down at you like, what the fuck are you doing? Interrupting my conversation and tell me I have to pick up sides on 50 To which I reply, are you fucking kidding me? piggyback on the uh, lyricist thing there's another thing that I can't stand that line cooks do to each other um, for I guess spite anger a laugh and that's sabotage it doesn't happen as often as it used to back in the day back in the old school days when people would just sabotage a block by throwing a little lemon juice in it making it break and now in pickup you're making fucking burblanc you guys don't know what that is. Sabotage doesn't happen as often as you think it does because oftentimes mysteries mask themselves under sabotage. So when Carlos was mad in the fridge about them stealing his headphones and for Steve's, he thought that people stole his pharaoh. So like the pharaoh that he cooked is only for one thing on the menu, by the way. Somebody went in there and stole it from him so that he would look bad as if he didn't make it. Most of the time, dickheads, it's not thieves, it's you guys not remembering where you put shit. But sometimes it is sabotage. And one of the best sabotage tricks you could pull is the salt or fish sauce in someone's drink. I was working one day and I was on the expo line, which means I'm uh, organizing tables which are written on little pieces of paper that comes out of a printer that I have to organize in order to the way they came in, which means the appetizers go up for entrees and all that other stuff. It's really, it's a lot of fun if you know what I am. Not lose your brain inside of the house. Standing on the expo line, and this new hotshot food runner decides to put his self-made company iced cappuccino espresso mocha frappolata fuck up on my expo line. He's new, so I'm not going to give him too much shit about it. I said, hey, Joey, uh, you want to come get your drink? Because, uh, you know, first of all, it's in glass. Second of all, it's uncovered, which is against health department regulations. Third of all, it's in my fucking way. And fourth, last but not least... You could offer a motherfucking chef maybe a coffee something if you're going to make yourself a pizzazz like this. So, Joey takes a drink, he walks away with a mean mug. Next day, I'm on the expo line. Same shit. Fucking drink sitting right there. Now, Joey's getting a little bit better now. He's actually doing some explaining himself. But that does not give you the power to completely ignore what I said. Joey was having a bad day. That morning, he was hungover. I didn't know. Had I have known, I wouldn't have changed a thing. But what I'd like to do is, if people leave their drinks around, I like to put stuff in their drinks. So that they don't leave their drinks around anymore because someone could put something in their drink. 
Oftentimes they just drink it, in which case they come up to me all angry, like, are you set my iced tea? And I was like, nope. Didn't see your fucking name on it. And I was thirsty. So now it's our iced tea. Usually they get the message with that, but if they don't, I do a little something, something. So if it's a clear drink, like Sprite, seltzer, water, whatever, I'll put some vinegar, some salt, you know, have a little fun with it. If it's a darker drink, now things can get interesting. We could put a whole variety of shit that's dark, molasses, soy sauce, barbecue sauce, and there's just one particular sauce that Thailand has created out of, I guess, the fish death. It's literally like fish, it's called fish sauce, but it should be called fish death because it smells like dead fish. I don't know where they came up with this sauce. I've seen them season lamb with this sauce, which is like, I don't know how, but it actually came out good. It smells like the 10,000 dead fish all died together in someone's underwear three weeks ago. It's terrible. It's very concentrated and it's liquid. It's not like thick. So if you put it into a coffee that has milk in it and sugar, it's definitely going to mess the person's day up a little bit. Especially if they had a rough night and they're super hungover. I had, like I said, I didn't know about this, but now that I do, it's just great. I love telling you stories. So I went ahead and got some fish sauce. And I put it in a little Joey's Frappalapala fucker. I didn't say anything. And I walk away. And usually, I'm not like an arsonist. I don't like to watch my own work. So like, I'll hear it. Or uh, most people won't say anything. Like if they put the vinegar, if I put the vinegar in their Sprite, they'll just taste it, swallow it, like, oh, get angry, and then just throw it away. They won't say a word, but they'll get the message. Sometimes I'll hear, oh, and I'll just chuckle to myself. This time, I didn't hear a thing. Uh, fung, which is kind of like a thing. I didn't hear a thing. All I saw was the drink was gone, and Joy was gone. For about 10, 15 minutes, I'm expediting, and now I'm like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have poured all that shit in this drink, because like, now he's gonna complain, because he's one of those complainers. Like, I'm gonna write a letter, you know? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta call HR. Explain to them why I put fish sauce in this kid's drink. What if he's allergic to fish? Then again, he's not because the kid eats everything. So he comes in red as a beet. And this guy's Irish, so he's pasty white Norman. Red. Eyes bloodshot. Furious. His hands are shaking. Now, I got about uh, 75 pounds on him, but this guy looked like he was going to punch me in the face. What's up, Joe? <sighs> what the fuck? fuck did you put in my drink man why do you do that shit man what's wrong with you bro how could you do that I just fucking puked everywhere i was like what do you mean what happened you know what you did you put something in my drink that made it taste like dead fish oh 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 that yeah that wasn't me dude man that's fucked up man like, you could just tell me not to have my drink here and i wouldn't have my drink here you have to put what is what was that anyway I'm like, it was fish sauce. Yeah, but I'm hungover. Now he's mad at me that he's hungover. I was like, what, what do you want, an Advil? <laughs> Shut up, man. You're a dick, bro. You don't have to be a dick like that to everyone all the time. Walks away, stomps off, makes himself some seltzer water. Looks at me before drinking it, even though he had just made it. 
<laughs> Comes back and asks me for two ads, but like, give it to him. We have a good shift. But um, that's the kind of stuff that'll resonate in someone's mind. Not, hey, can you move your drink? Hey, can you move your drink? Hey, can you move your drink? Fuck that. I say it once, maybe. Maybe I'll just drink it. And if not, I'll put some fucking fish sauce in it. That'll shake your ass up. Now, in every restaurant, there's a best employee and a worst employee, technically speaking. I mean, there has to be, right? That's the point of having a best and a worst, first and last winner loser. Someone in the building is going to be the best or biggest asset that you have. And someone is going to be the biggest liability. Now, usually liabilities fall under the terms of line cooks, bussers, cleaning crew, dishwashers. And assets fall under chefs, sous chefs, lead line cooks, things like that. And everyone else kind of in between. Now, every restaurant strives for the the perfect crew, which is everyone's an asset. Everyone's amazing. Everyone's just stellar. And oh, oh my God. That's not necessarily the best thing to have because what assets tend to do or line cooks that are seasoned, experienced, is they tend to be alpha. I am the best. I am the best at my domain and blah, 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 blah. And nobody's better than me. I do grill better than you. I do saute better than you. I fry better than you. I roll sushi better than that guy. I am just the tits, the bee's knees. If you have more than one of those on a single shift and you put them near each other, it's going to be a shit show the whole day. It's going to be a fucking argument match and neither of them are going to do their best work because they're going to be arguing about who else is doing what. Line cooks tend to love, love to keep track of what everyone else is doing, literally everyone else. They'll notice how many bathroom breaks you've taken, how long you've gone on said bathroom breaks, what you came back with from bathroom break. Did you change your jacket, your hat? wear your gloves, they'll know exactly how much prep work you haven't done. And they're not even on your station. Like, if I need to know something about the fish station, I'll just go ask the guy on Fry. He knows everything. He's like, oh, he had a bad day this morning. He stumped his knee. He chewed three pieces of gum online. He made six phone calls. He made two bathroom breaks. One was seven minutes, one was 19 minutes. And he still hasn't done his fucking all gratin prep. I was like, holy shit, man. What have you done today? Oh, I started cutting these onions. So usually oftentimes when you're paying attention on something other than what you should be doing, which is uh, other people's jobs, what you neglect to pay attention on is what you should be doing, which AKA your job. A lot oftentimes will land you in the hot seat because you'll know everything about their life, but you won't have done shit about yours. So my advice, as hard as it is to follow, because it is kind of difficult to not do this, but focus on yourself and your station and fuck what everyone else is doing. You know, it's kind of difficult when literally everyone else is doing whatever they want and you're the only one that's working honestly and hard and the boss doesn't even notice that. That's bullshit. Yes, I agree. You have a shitty boss or maybe he's just too busy. Maybe you haven't spoken to him. Maybe you haven't spoken out. You know, but don't do that. Don't look at other people. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So this guy knows everything about everything else. I forgot where it was.
So most of your assets won't ask for help ever. Like line cooks are so proud. They have a tremendous sense of pride and tremendous sense of accomplishment. And as they well should, because they do a lot of good work. But somebody told me once that a good cook will cook himself out of the weeds eventually. But a great cook knows when to ask for help. And what is the difference between a good cook and a great cook? Um, a great cook is worried about the business and the good cook is worried about him looking good. So even though you are trying your best, you can, there's no way you can make that seven-minute order fire salmon. It's impossible because you're already three behind. So instead of asking for help, you start sandbagging, taking shortcuts, and which results in uh, other guests having terrible experiences because you've fucking taken shortcuts and you don't want to tell people that you need help. Now, if there's a chef that's good and is paying attention to his line and knows what he's talking about, he'll see that before it comes and he will just help the person so the person doesn't have to ask for help. Because even though a line cook may need help, they're never going to ask for help. And even when you come on their station and you say, I'm going to do this, or do you need help? They're going to say, absolutely not. I don't need help. I got this. So line cooks have fought me tooth and nail in helping them plate up like a 20-person party. You know, like they'll be, they'll be in charge of everything. The salmon, tuna, and chicken, let's say, or no steak on this party. All 20 heads ordered it. So now I have one guy, one station to plate all 20 entrees. That's, that's, that's a lot. That's a good amount of food to do for one person. That person me being being one of the alpha cooks will never ask for help he'll just start doing it the best he can that's it so as a chef I need to either put somebody on there with him but you have to do this in a nice respectful way ahead of time can't just do it hey listen when the party comes there's no steaks so Grill's just going to be standing there watching you so that doesn't happen I want you guys to work together and play this party now, because you gave them that order, they're going to somewhat pretend that they're going to do that. But in reality speaking, Grill's just going to stand there and watch them, and they're going to play the whole party, no matter what. So what you have to do is you jump behind them. All right, those are your, uh, those are your assets. I have had a chef, or a cook, rather, that has asked me for help like that. Like he said, uh, the party's coming up. Um, am I going to, how should I play this party? You want me to do dish by dish or table by table? And I was like, what's easier for you? He's like... Well, it would be easier for me is if you helped me out. If you did it with me. And I was like, a, he, like I heard my words come out of his mouth. Like, Holy shit, man. I, yeah, sure, of course. And I did. I, I did it with him. I, did, um, I showed him how I do stuff. I showed him a, a couple of tricks you can do. They're not shortcuts, but they're just, just techniques that you don't have to r- repeat and do redundancy with. Because I don't like redundancy. I hate that. Monotony and redundancy, two worst things in the world for me. And traffic. I fucking hate traffic. So then they will never ask for help. Now, the liability, the biggest liability in your restaurant is not usually with the dishwashers. It is could be anyone at any given time. The liability is a person that distracts more than one person because it's more than him. So at least one other person from the goal, which is to get the food out and get the guests happy. Whatever it is, is an argument about rappers, if it's this, if it's that, if it's personal problems, whatever it is, there's one person sometimes that just drags everything down, brings people out of their little groove and starts having them think about things and debate things and ponder things and argue about things. That person is your liability because he is turning all of your assets against you. And now you're about five minutes away from a snowball and then as it snowballs, it turns into quicksand and then you're fucked. 
Now you're stopping service in front of the house manager, getting a lot of Jesus Christ out. So you have to identify your potential liabilities, who the catalysts are, which crew works, because oftentimes it is the crew, and they'll click and then it'll spread like a cancer. Now you have your whole line arguing and you can't even tell them to pick up sides, and that's when they look at you all pissed, like, why are you interrupting me? Then they forget who they're talking to and they're, oh shit. So for that old shit not to happen, you just need to take your liability and put them away from everyone else. You have to put them away from everyone else or put them with the same people or fire him. You don't need liabilities, but you will have liabilities and your assets will turn into liabilities if you don't have any liabilities. I know that was a lot of words, but basically if you don't have the worst of the worst, one of your best is going to have to turn into the worst of the worst because someone will always have to be worst. So it's actually pretty wise to keep a couple of those loud mouths motherfuckers around just because they rile people up and as long as you can control them you can control your line you can control the morale and you can control exactly when it stops or when it starts getting positive or negative for that matter and exactly what to do to stop it and how to prevent it next time but don't go all asset man because they're gonna cannibalize each other they're gonna Fight until it's, nobody's paying attention, and then you're gonna be fucked. When you meanwhile, if it was a rookie and a and a fucking seasoned dude, he would be seasoned dude would be explaining everything to rookie. They wouldn't miss a thing. Rookie's a loud mouth rookie that likes to talk about a seasoned dude while he's trying to explain to him culinary techniques about music. That's when you're gonna have to peg the motherfucker down. Tell him to get out or change your shit up. I love how people can find out how many covers we're going to have by looking at the website on booking open table or how lawsuits just keep coming up in our company but can't seem to realize that the phone number of the restaurant is right there on the same website and that if they just called the restaurant instead of finding the chef that's off to text because he's your go-to, it would be much simpler for everyone. Everybody that calls out has a go-to. Chef that hired you, the guy that you're friends with, the guy you buy pot from, whatever. Whatever it is, it's usually not the head chef. And you usually text him when he's off to tell him that you're coming in late or that you're gonna call out. That way, he could text the chef on duty and the chef on duty could kind of just forget about it, the whole thing happened because you're off, he's off, everyone's off. Hey, that's not how it works, dumbasses. The chef that's off now has to text the chef that's on on his day off, telling him that you're fucked because I feel like a dick now as the chef that's off because I'm bringing bad news to somebody that's working because of you. If you just called the restaurant and told the hostess, the hostess could bring him the bad news. It's still the same shit, but no. They love it. They love texting. Oh, I can't come. Oh, why can't you call the restaurant? Oh, I don't have the number. You don't have the number, bro? You just told me everything about the restaurant that you read off the website. Fuck off. You know the number. Mm-hmm.